Do you know who was named the best putting mat in 2022 by my golf spy? It was the mats from Birdie Ball. It'll help you sink more putts and make more birdies with a Birdie Ball putting green, all in the comfort of your own home. Check out Birdie Ball online at birdieball.com. Birdie Ball is here to make golf more fun and accessible. Find out more at birdieball.com. It's time for Grilling at the Green. Join Jeff Tracy as he explores the golfing lifestyle and tries to keep it in the short grass for the hackers, dew sweepers, and turf spankers. Here's Jeff. Just open up the door and let's take good times in. Tomorrow's gonna be better than today. Hey everybody, welcome to uh, Grilling It's Green. I'm JT, and uh, we'd like to thank the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef, Beef the Way Nature Intended, and also the Oregon Crab Commission, From Sea to Plate. You combine those two things, Painted Hills Beef and, and Dungeness Crab, and uh, you might founder, but you're going to have a great meal. That's the way I can put it to you. Well, we've got the Portland Golf Show coming up March uh, 1st through the 3rd out at the Expo Center. And uh, I've asked my buddy Dick Stevens from Varsity Communications. Dick is the the ramrod of that outfit. And uh, we're going to talk about the golf show. This is my, I think, my fourth year, third or fourth year, actually having a booth out there. And this year we're going to be doing uh, an hour a day minimum of some live streaming from there, talking to, you know, some of the folks that come through. We'll be talking to Dick. We'll be talking to some of the um the exhibitors there. So uh, it's going to be a fun thing. Dick, welcome. Jeff, thank you so much. It's always a pleasure to be on and you've been a really good friend of the sport and to the Portland golf show. Well, thank you. So um, I don't think I ever asked you this, but what on earth possessed you to get into the promotion and production <laughs> business? You know, I think to some people it looks like a lot of fun because they just see the, you know, the, the, the show part. Right. Uh, it's a lot of work. Um, and everybody else who does this for a living knows that, whether it's a golf show or a home show or a boat show or whatever. Uh, it started way back when uh, with Seattle. We um, published the Pacific Northwest Golfer magazine for the PNGA. I actually yeah. founded that magazine with John Bodenhammer, who now is the director of championships for the USGA. And uh, this is back in 1994. We, we launched Pacific Northwest Golfer magazine for them. And and had a really great eight-year partnership uh, with that title. That, that title still exists today. They do a great job with it. But about the sixth year of publishing that magazine, some of the advertisers say, were, were talking to us in Seattle saying, yeah, hey, there's, you know, there's a golf show up in Vancouver, B.C., and there's a golf show down in Portland, Oregon. How come there's not a golf show in Seattle? So um, the gentleman that at that time was running Varsity, which is our company, his name is Ozzy Boyle, uh, really cool, visionary kind of a guy. We jumped in a car with the PGA section, Jerry Pearsall and Sean Cacciardi and John Bodenhammer. We drove up to the Vancouver, BC golf show to watch how they did it. And then we had the same thing. We went down to Portland and met with those guys um, and learned how to do it a little bit. They gave us some some tips and we thought, you know, we can do this. So we, we put together our first ever Seattle golf show um, 25 years ago. Yeah, wow. this is the fifth anniversary for that show, 30th for Portland. And then the show just kind of got bigger and bigger. You know, eventually there was another promoter that was involved with it for a while in Seattle. Then we ended up taking it back and doing it on our own. And But uh, really cool beginnings. We still have great relationships with those guys. But as a result of doing Seattle, we got to start to expand. We started doing shows in California. And then I got a chance to buy the Portland Golf Show about 20 years ago from the founder, John Hines. So mm -hmm. long story short, but that's how it, that's how it all came to pass. 
Well, and you do shows now like in what Indianapolis and is it Hartford or somewhere back in Connecticut? And you've got a number of those and you guys are also doing uh, seafood and wine shows, culinary shows. Yeah. So we uh, we do the golf shows in Kansas City this coming weekend. Um, Tom Watson will be appearing. That'll be fun. We've got a show in St. Louis, Indy, Hartford, Connecticut, Portland and Seattle. Um we're tied in to the Portland Seafood and Wine Festival for Portland. We do not promote that. That's another producer, but we leave the door open so people can come to both shows. If they buy a ticket to the Seafood and Wine Festival, we let them into the show for the golf. If they buy a show to the golf show, they get to go to the Seafood and Wine Festival. So kind of a cool deal. Great value uh, for sure. Probably yeah. the value of any expo in the market. Um, but we also do James Beard culinary productions all around the country as well. We do some in Seattle. We've done some in Kansas City a month ago. I've got one at the Colonial Country Club in Fort Worth coming up soon. So those two things kind of keep us busy along with a couple of magazines that we publish. Yeah, no wonder I can never get you on the phone. <laughs> you, you text me and you say, I'm picking up the rental car. Give me give me five minutes. Yeah, a lot of travel in this business, that's for sure. How has the Portland Golf Show changed in the since you actually purchased it? you know, 20 years ago or so is, is it, has it expanded? Is it about the same? And when I say, you know, the people that come through the door, yeah, uh, that's always got variables with it, with the weather and, and all that. And everybody understands that, but it seems to me, you've got a more diverse uh, slate of exhibitors. Yeah. The guy that started it, honestly, he ran a great, he did a great job. His name is John Hines and he, he had a vision for the show, started in the gym at Portland state as a fundraiser for the golf team. And then it just got bigger and bigger. And he just got to a spot where I just don't think he could take any further. He had a great partner named Eric. They did it together. Um, you know, they had good exhibit base. The thing we did, I think that changed it um, is we, we were able to segment it to make it sponsor friendly. So the golf yeah. shows, are kind of a shadowy reflection of what you'd see on the PGA Tour. We, we've allowed sponsorship to connect to, to the consumer golfer at a grassroots level. I mean, there's no tailor-made open on right. the PGA Tour. It's banks and car companies and insurance companies. And we were able to bridge that gap a little bit. And with more sponsorship, we we're able to take the show to a higher level from a production standpoint, more marketing, more advertising, more interactivity. And I think the show is just, you know, we just try to make it mirror the market we're in. We don't want the Portland show to look like the Kansas City show. So you'll see all the, the golf courses and resorts and things that are appealing to the Portland golfer. The show in Portland, though, has got a soft spot in our heart. It's it's this one we're doing straight up, Jeff, no lie. This is the biggest show in the history of the 30 years of the Portland golf show. Wow. It has more exhibitors and more interactivity and more sponsorship than any show we've ever done and that's by count. That's by, that's not because I'm just saying that like Dick Clark. Yeah. It is the most participation we've ever seen on the inside of the hall. So we couldn't be happier. We've got a new women's day program, which we've never done before. Um, with Portland, we're dedicating a full women's programming. Amica is the sponsor of that. Stretch Zone is supporting it. And we have a whole slate of things that are going to go on on Saturday with stuff on the stage for female golfers, lessons, special contests, special prizes. Um, COVID really put women's golf up by 30%. We're trying to keep those those ladies in the sport, so we're reaching out and, and starting something new. Uh, it'll be our first time doing it, so it's something we have to try to grow into, but it's a very concerted effort, and we're, we're really excited about it. It's 10 bucks for ladies if they buy their ticket at the box office, which is 7 bucks off if they buy their ticket on site. 
Oh, that's very cool. I know that uh, the Portland Golf Show has always had excellent speakers. Um, you have a stage area. You can sit and they'll you have local and national uh, pros for different yep. things. You've got a long drive thing. You got uh, instructors from some of the local courses that are very good, et cetera, et cetera. And I think the people that are really maniacal about golf, and I say that uh, with all affection because I'm one of them, um, you, there's something for you there. You just have to look at the list and say, I want to go listen to John Grothy talk about That's whatever right. John's going to talk about or whatever, right. or David with the long drive, whatever he's going to do. But they're they're very hospitable. They're very entertaining. And it seems to me that they really can connect. And then when they get off the stage, you can go talk to them. 100%. I mean, these stage sessions, we try to keep between 20 and 25 minutes. And, you know, let's say you came to the show for three hours. There's a good chance you'll see two or three speakers on the stage. It's free. We don't charge anybody. There's no extra cost. You just come and enjoy it. Pretty much everybody sits at the stage, gets some kind of bonus, free golf or free indoor simulator credit somewhere. But the thing is, is those guys are up close and personal. It's kind of like watching Golf Central yep. or the Lesson T on Golf Channel. And these guys are right in front of you and they'll talk to you afterwards. And we, we try to have different subjects of the game, short game, how to hit the ball further, uh, anything that's going on with trending in the sport. We have some we have some really cool rule stuff up there. People are like, ah, golf rules, what am I? They actually do, do a great job with it. The OGA comes in there and breaks it down and makes people understand what the rules of the game are all about so they can have fun with it and not be a stiff. And um, they do a great job with that. So the education is a big part of it. The first tee on Saturday is so great. They give away rounds of golf to kids while they last. We have people who have come to the golf show. I've, I'm no joke. I had somebody see me, recognize me as the MC. I'm sitting at having a bite and a drink at uh, Kelly's Olympian Bar in downtown Portland, Oregon. This guy oh. comes up to me. He goes, you know, I brought, I bring my my dad every year. Um, he goes, but he brought me, and I got my first club ever at the Portland Golf Show in a clubs for kids thing 25 years ago, and that's what got me in the sport. And he just came up and said thank you and bought me a beer. It was unbelievable. Oh, that's cool. He speaks to the heart of the show right there. That's that's why we do it. Absolutely. We're going to take a break. We're going to be back with Dick Stevens from Varsity Communication. Uh, Dick's got his hands full this time of year, but we're going to come back and talk more about the Portland Golf Show. Don't go away. Hey, everybody. JT here. You know, every week on Grilling at the Green, we bring you a travel tip, and that is brought to you by the Weston Dealerships. I've known those guys since I was a kid, and they have one way of doing business. It's called the Weston Way. It's family-oriented, and there's no better people to deal with. Check out Weston Kia on Southeast Stark in Gresham, Oregon. Hey, welcome back to Grilling at the Green. Um, we've got the Portland Golf Show coming up out at the Expo, uh, March 1st through the 3rd. You hear me talk about it a lot on this show. But I, I want to tell you, I uh, when you first moved from the convention center out to the Expo, there was some people grumbled, some, yeah. you know, whatever. It's a, it's a different venue. The expo is just that. It's a big expo venue. It used to be called the PI, the Pacific International. Right. They had horse shows and rodeos there years ago when I was growing up. Um, but I actually think it's more conducive to people. There's better parking. Uh, when you're downtown, I don't care if it's Seattle, Kansas City, Portland, whatever. Parking's always kind of tough 
for people, especially if you're not going to get there at the crack of dawn, you know, but I I really like the expo because it's a more open airy, uh, people feel free to walk around, maybe make two trips through the venue to see the different, um, different booths, different sites, different products. Yeah. I mean, change is hard. I mean, we were in the 20 years in the convention center. I have great memories of it. We didn't run away from it. They didn't push us out. Matter of fact, the same management company that books the expo center, the convention center is the same entity. So, you know, I think by moving to the expo center, it it has taken all the pressure off of parking. The convention center, uh, I'm not here to speak ill of it because I had a great experience there. It is tough. And if you have another show in the convention center, uh, parking really gets to be a premium and for some folks, it's just it's it's not conducive to them. So to be able to park and just walk right up like you're going to a movie theater, it's perfect. Um, it's a perfect square too. I mean, it's a really easy building for the exhibitors to move in and out of the sport the sportsman's expos down there, the women's show, the boat show. Obviously, that's been a great spot for all those guys for 20 years. And last year, the show turned the corner. Um, the first year was like, okay, it's new and. There's a little bit of issues down there with traffic sometimes on Friday night, but the show totally turned the corner. Our, our gate was back to where it used to be, and I think people just accepted it. What's funny is the show started there. That's When John Hines did it the first five years, it was at the Expo Center, and we moved it to the Convention Center at that time. So I think it's great. And the Max Line, boom, right there. So right if you there. want to take the train, you can get right off at Expo Center stop. I know why, excuse me, I know why the show turned the corner because you put me on the microphone for 10 minutes last year. Everybody wants to meet you, Jeff. Everybody wanted to meet me. Yeah. And they came by the booth and, and, you know, I had to get security to get out of the building that day, (laughs) but not, not for the reasons you're thinking either. So anyway, well, you've done a great job of supporting the show. And, uh, you know, I know that you do a lot in the culinary space with the Portland food and wine festival being next to us, that only helps bring in more, a new audience. And our dedication to uh, libation is huge at, yes. at the Portland golf show itself. We have a whole new bunch of sampling partners, which I just want to blow through real quick. Cause sure. it's kind of a, it's golf themed. You know, we've got uh Delicata wine and Lamphere sellers are our wine partners. And the Lamphere auto group has taken over the Portland putting championship sponsorship for the next two years. So we're excited about working with the Lamphere family. Uh, Basil Hayden is going to be doing whiskey sampling there. Um, we've got some great stuff with Timberline Vodka and Fourth West Whiskey as our international whiskey. Michelob Ultra is the title sponsor of the event again. They're going to be doing sampling. We may have some stuff in there with some rum. Uh, we've got some tequila partnerships in there. Just a great time for people to chill out and, and enjoy themselves. There's no reason to go anywhere. Um, we'll have the golf on on the TV and people can keep up with it, but it's just an easy way to pull the slingshot back and just get people excited about golf in, in Oregon. We have a very unique world we live in, in the Northwest. And when we do the shows here, I have to say, no no disrespect to the Midwest shows and the show we do in New England. I mean, we've got it all here, don't we? Yeah. People come in there. They are fired up. They want to get on the course. They want to you know, get to the driving range. If, uh, you know, they go to the simulators, they do all kinds of things. And uh, it really kind of opened my eyes. It's a golfing shopping mall. Yeah. I mean, if you, you don't have to spend money in there, if you don't want to, if you're on a budget, you can spend a little bit. If you're ready to go forward and get your club fitting done with red tail or PXG, or you want to book a trip, you're looking for gadgets or apparel. we got some new cool exhibitors that have never been to the show before that are coming this year. It's just to get people excited. You know, the Masters, it does kind of 
get everybody really ramped up. The sport's on its full tilt there, but these shows are always in February and March that they're 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 well placed. You know, and even if it's a 60 degree day, we're gonna have the whole freaking year is gonna be 60 and 70 degrees. Come in here and, and and get warmed up. And I think the thing that's really cool about the show is there's just there's a lot of great resorts both from the Northwest and from out of the Northwest that are excited about Oregon golf. Yeah. The thing we try to do with the show, both in Oregon and Seattle, but even Portland more, more uniquely, I mean, they have courses that are on true links courses, courses that are true mountain courses, meadow courses, urban golf courses. Uh, you can't get that in the other parts of the country. You can't. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that's kind of a draw, obviously, that's why you guys do it. But there's a lot of free stuff there, too. Like you said, if you're on a budget, you don't want to spend money yet. You're not sure. Whatever. That's fine. But you'll get some if you get there in time, you get some free rounds of golf. You get some golf balls. You get some uh, passes and coupons to other things. Um, You know, bring a backpack or something because you're going to go home with it full. That's our hallmark. Um, Yeah. We, we started this when we took the show over. Uh, you know, you get bobblehead night or bat night or hat night or beer mug night at a different ball game. Our thing is what's called front door bonus. And the front door bonus is always something. Every year it's different. Some years it's a ton. Sometimes it's different and unique. Golf is doing really good as a sport. So we find partners that want to get involved. But, you know, you get a round of golf to Mount Hood Golf Resort uh, for walking in. If you're the first 500 people, you get a sleeve of Srixon balls if you get there early enough. You get a Top Golf Play credit. You get a buy one get one at a really great indoor golf center. Um, I'm going to be doing some other things with Birdie Time Pub where you get to play indoor golf at his place. And then on top of that, you know, if you enter to win, we're going to give away about fifteen thousand dollars worth of stuff. I'm giving yeah. away a PXG driver. I'm giving away a Bushnell watch. We're giving away trips. We have a trip to Hawaii. We have a trip to Mexico. This is legit. I mean, these these things go out. We're giving away a Power MGI motorized remote control cart. So this is it's it's just a lot of fun. We the show is there to celebrate and lift. That's it, Dick. Real quick, we're we're out of time, but. Uh... Where can people find out the info? PortlandGolfShow.com. Complete okay. information on the website. And then follow us on Facebook. Very cool. Dick Stevens, the head of Varsity Communications. I'll be uh, spending some more time with Dick here in a couple of weeks uh, at the Portland Golf Show. Come by and see us at the booth. Maybe you get in on the uh, live stream there, which, by the way, is going to go national. And uh, I look forward to it. Dick, thank you so much. Thank you, Jeff. You're a great supporter. No problem. My pleasure. We'll be back with more grilling at the green after this. Hey, everybody. It's JT. You know, I talk about Painted Hills all the time. uh, And we always say beef the way nature intended. But it's more than that. Because each bite of Painted Hills will make your taste buds explode. Put a big, bright smile on your face. And whoever is at your dinner table will have a big, bright smile on their face. And you can thank me for that later. Just go to PaintedHillsBeef.com and find out more. You won't regret it. Hey, welcome back to Grilling at the Green. I'm JT. We'd like to thank the folks at uh, Painted Hills Natural Beef, beef the way nature intended, as I tell you every week. And also um, check out their website. They've got some really cool images of uh the american west and ranching and all that so just 
PaintedHillsBeef.com. And also, guess who's here? John Birdie. Uh, John Birdie. John Breaker yeah. from Birdie Ball. And yeah. they support the show uh, at BirdieBall.com. You can get them. And John and I are going to be talking in just a minute about the Portland Golf Show coming up and uh, why John supports me in that and goes to a lot of these shows. And finally, uh, Pig Powder was awarded the best rub on the planet. Go to PigPowder.com. So, um, John, hey, how you doing? Good to see you, bud. Hey. Yeah. Um, Always a pleasure. And I understand the Portland Golf Show is coming uh, next weekend. Right. Next weekend. And we'll be there. I've got uh, my front room is full of birdie balls for people to <laughs> sample. <laughs> and, uh, you know, people get inundated. I mean, if you watch your local television and you're in near any major metropolitan area within, you know, a couple hundred miles, every week there's an event. Uh, there's some sort of boat show, camper show, outdoor show, what have you. Uh, golf is no different. But why is it important for a company like Birdie Ball to participate in these? Because, you know, you don't sell a lot of stuff there. And that's really not the really not the point. The point is exposure and getting samples in the hands of people, et cetera, et cetera. So what's yeah. been your experience with those and why um why do you yeah. keep going? Yeah, you know, we 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 love going because uh, it gives us a chance to keep uh, uh, pursuing this thing that we believe in, which is the tipping point for birdie ball. Which is, you know, there'll be a day some day in the future when everybody knows what a birdie ball is. I mean, it's sort of unmistakable. You know what it looks like? It's a it's a golf ball with a hole that runs right through it. So. Right. You know, that uh, you would think after 20 years, everybody in golf would know what that is. But as you will find out at the Portland Golf Show, and as we find out, you know, when we go to shows, uh, people are is surprised. It's like, oh, what is that? And, you know, well, it's a limited flight practice golf ball, and this is how it works. And, you know, the explaining how it works takes a minute. And so it's kind of exhausting. And and so God love you. And, and uh, you know, for taking the time at the Portland Golf Show, when people walk by and go, what is that to explain it to them? But what we've discovered is that, you know, letting them hit it is really the best way to describe how it works. And so, you know, we love it when we're at a show where, you know, for example, here in Colorado, the PGA teaches with them in five different bays. And so, you know, when they walk by our booth and say, oh, that's birdie ball, you know, we need to get some of those. Um, so that explanation has been done by the PGA at their booth. So right. we don't have as much work to do, but um, I don't think that's happening in Portland. And so you'll have to explain it and have them take a sample and go home and hit it in the backyard and it'll blow their mind. What I find uh, interesting, John, is that say you got 10 people come up to the booth and, you know, they're in two groups. So they're, couple of clusters of friends there one of them will say just what you said what is that what you know it, it looks like a napkin ring it, it, you know whatever and somebody in the back will say my husband has those right or my kid has those in his golf bag or whatever and so there's always somebody out there that uh, you know has been exposed to birdie ball and a lot of other products in these golf shows Oh, yeah. But it's always interesting to to see the reaction of people. And the other thing is I wanted to touch on. I found there's a couple different kinds of people that come to these trade shows, the like the golf show. They're the people that are just looking for free stuff. Yeah. That's, that's the place to go if you're looking for free stuff, yeah. you know. Sure. 
get your swag bag at the front door and fill it up. Yeah. You, you know, you walk up and down those 10 <laughs> aisles and boom, there you are. And then there's the people that are really into golfing. I mean, seriously into golfing and yeah. You know, they're always interested in the the latest, the newest, because uh, at the golf shows, you know, the, you go on the perimeter, like the one in Portland. I don't know how it's done in Denver, but you go on the one in Portland and on the outside circle, um, trade shows are always done in blocks or circles. Uh, there's Titleist, there's Cobra, there's Strixon, <laughs> there's all this. And then you've got some of the training centers and golf courses around the outside who, like you said, set up hitting bays uh, you can get a you can get a 10 minute free lesson there with uh, their resident PGA pro or whatever it is you know hopefully to get you into using their facility and their people but I, I have kind of broken the trade shows down into those two groups definitely uh, there's the you know the people that just want the freebies but you know the folks that are dedicated uh, let's face it um, you know, uh, you, when you're hooked, you're hooked. You know, I think that here in Denver, you see the Friday, you know, if you're open up Friday, it's the old timers, you know, that are retired and they get, they're not working so they can come on a Friday, Saturday, you get the the new, the newer golfer starts coming Saturday, right? Uh, you know, and uh, love seeing that, right? I mean, never, never have seen so much youth attend these shows and, uh, uh, you know, and we have we have COVID to thank for that. I mean, if COVID gave the world anything, you know, COVID gave a lift to golf. I mean, and it's a meaningful lift to golf. And and so, you know, you see a lot more young faces. And and um, and honestly, the young faces are the ones who know who we are. Right. So uh, the young faces have been exposed to it at, at their school very often. Uh, you know, we're in 7,000 schools. Um, we are the de facto best way to introduce young people to golf, particularly at school. Uh, you know, with the strike pad, which is the cambered polymer pad that you can right. hit it off. You know, it has the path and plane on it. So it's a, it's, it's a nice little instructional tool. And uh, you can put that down in a gymnasium and, you know, hit the ball off of the pad, or you can take it out on the football field and set up a little nine hole course and, and, uh, you know, so, the, yeah, so so the Saturday morning crowd, which is the young the young families and young people, and they know us uh, better. Uh, uh, you know, the old timers are, you know, they know us, too, you know, but but we have not reached the tipping point where, like I say, everybody knows what it is. And it's just a shape that undeniably that will happen. And because it really does do what it, it it's advertised to do, which is. Yeah, replicate ball flight in a short distance and give you unbelievable feedback. And you know, if you want to get better, you need to practice. And this is a very inexpensive way to do that. Um, personally, I think the best way to do it is to get a buddy and just you know go to a softball field and go from home plate to second base and just hit it back and forth. And you know, you're responsible for getting it near your partner, and uh, that's you know the aiming part. And, you know, sometimes you go to the driving range and you'll notice people just hitting a bucket of balls and not ever aiming one of them. Right. So, right. you know, so hitting it to a purposeful target and then having it come back to you. And, uh, you know, this is uh, probably the most cost effective practice, you know, that there is. Um, doesn't cost you anything. Cost you one birdie ball. Do you think that um, once you do a, a golf show, a trade show, whatever, and everybody that came through the door 
would know what birdie ball is before you even had a chance to talk to me. You think then you'd say, okay, we, we're not doing these shows anymore. You know, we'd still do them because, you know, we have a pretty diverse product base and uh, birdie ball allowed us to get into the golf business and we've been in it for 20 years and uh, you know, it's not our largest dollar uh, product anymore. Uh, you know, the majority of our uh, business is now in, uh, is putting greens and, uh, uh, and mostly because they're a higher ticket item, right? So, um, so yeah, uh, 80% of our revenue now is putting greens and, and uh, we're going to morph into some other things very soon. And hopefully it'll, it'll, it'll um, take over that position as well. So, you know, we're in the golf business. We are a golf product. We like to think of ourselves as the innovator uh, that we don't retread anything if you come to our website, you'll see that there really isn't anything that anybody else does on our website. It is all new uh, and different. And uh, and yes, so we will continue to go to golf shows as long as we're around. For sure. Well, good. I would hate to think that Birdie Ball was not at one of them out there. But there's a lot of people. I doubt if you'll ever burn through everybody, honestly. Won't burn, won't, won't burn, yeah, it won't burn through everybody, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, we're giving her hell, no doubt. What, uh, over the course of the years, what's probably one of the most interesting things you found at a golf show? Mine has been, I'm a, the nature of my business too, but mm -hmm. uh, I'm a people watcher. Right. You know, I like to watch their interactions. I like to watch how... And this has happened at my booth, and I'm promoting a radio show and a TV show. I'm not promoting um, my own personal product, you know. And right, you, right. You've been very kind, and a couple other people have been very kind to send me samples, and that helps me, and it helps you, and all that. Yeah. Um, but I've noticed that sometimes uh, married people, which you and I are, um, <laughs> my wife keeps threatening to parole me, but I'm not sure about that. But, uh, you know, they'll interact at the booth, and then pretty soon one of them will circle back. Because you remember them, you know, you remember their faces, you remember talking to them for a short period of time, and they'll circle back and they'll say, oh, I didn't get that flyer on Birdie Paul, or um, what's that flyer about those charity golf tournaments you you help, you know, or something like, but they always come back. And that's kind of interesting to me, because it's not like they're really sneaking around, but the other person in their duo is not there. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. You know, so, uh, you know, the best thing I've ever seen at a, at a golf show, um, you know, I, again, think that we sort of recycle products. I mean, clearly, you know, the clubs get better, the balls get better, uh, you know, the, the fashion is better, uh, you know, but in terms of just groundbreaking stuff, you know, you know, golf is a traditional business. I mean, ground, ground, groundbreaking stuff. And, you know, I'm going to say that we're as groundbreaking as I've seen in, in years and years and years. And I mean, you know, when we went best new product at the PJ Merchandise Show, it was, it was just for that reason, which is, sure. wow, I mean, that is a napkin ring and it flies exactly like a golf ball. Okay, that's sort of a breakthrough thing. Yeah, so, you know, um, but the dynamics and the excitement and, the, you know, just the, uh, again, the boom that we're in. You know, you know, Top Golf. I'm going to give them credit. Uh, you know, um, they 
they had more people attend their facilities than than played rounds of golf in the United States of America last year. You know, it wasn't by a big, big number, but, you know, 50 percent of golfers now, you know, play their golf at Top Golf. Yeah. And so, you know, that that's maybe been the most fascinating thing is just how that's changed. And, you know, and how now golf is in the inner cities and, you know, you go play in a simulator. You know, there's enough that okay, yeah, I'll, I'll say that. I'll say simulators. Okay, simulators. I mean, that's yeah. a breakthrough. That's an absolute breakthrough. So, you know, that's you know, how is that? It's just brilliant. It's brilliant. And uh, uh, you know, you get some ball striking and it hits into a you know a screen, but you know, it, you see your flight on the. It's crazy how cool that is. And I oh yeah, give them all the credit in the world. I, you know, we um have talked about this for years and years that we're going to make a place called birdie park. And, you know, for whatever reason, COVID got in the way or this got in the way or financing got in the way. Um, but, you know, we now have some big, better ideas. I mean, birdie park won't just be birdie ball, you know, birdie park will be simulators as well. Right. And, uh, but, you know, all of it tied around, uh, you know, great food and beverage and a, and a destination and, yeah, we're going to be one of those places like Top Golf, which are going to be a facility for golf. And golf, you know, the uh, National Golf Foundation will count us as an additional facility for golf. And, um, you know, those are growing. Um, and, you know, it's something that we haven't really taken advantage of over our years is uh, the fact that we make widgets, uh, but we want to make the smiles. Okay. So we want to be the entertainment piece. And, sure. Uh, you know, when we are, we have all the components to be the entertainment and uh, we just need, you know, we need the right facility. And, uh, you know, we'll probably turn this facility in Evergreen into that. You know, I've got, you know, even looking behind me, I mean, I've got this, this room will accommodate, you know, a simulator um, and, you know, we can put it in the simulator downstairs and then we can blow out the back uh, porch here to be nine bays of birdie ball and maybe even have a, you know, pop strokes, kind of a putting, you know, uh, area, yeah. make it just boutique though, you know, kind of a small destination place. But yeah, our future is entertainment. I mean, you know, monetizing the smile. Absolutely. We're going to take a break. I'm going to be back with John Breaker. We're going to be talking more about birdie ball and golf shows, the Portland golf shows coming up next weekend. And I will be there. In fact, I'll be doing uh, three live shows from there. So I'll tell you about that when we come back. Hey everybody, JT here. If you need something to practice with in the inclement weather, try Birdie Ball. Go to birdieball.com. Check out the actual Birdie Balls, their packages, their putting greens, which I happen to have a couple of those, and they work great. Birdieball.com. Hey everybody, it's JT, and I have eaten, if you've ever looked at me, you know that, but I have eaten seafood all over the world, and I can tell you there's no place better than here in Oregon and our Dungeness Crab. If you want to learn more about Oregon Dungeness crab, just go to OregonDungeness.org and find out how to cook it, how to catch it, where to buy it, and the sustainability of what they're doing there in the Oregon Crab Commission. Check it out. Welcome back to Grilling at the Green. I'm JT. Today we got uh, John Breaker with us from Birdie Ball. John's friend of the show, friend of mine. Uh, we'd also like to thank the folks at Hammerstall Knives and Heritage Cookware, and again the Oregon Crab Commission. Get John out here and feed him some of that Dungeness crab. Oh, he won't, he won't go back to Colorado. Don't tease um, me. 
<laughs> you know, when we were filming the first segments of the of the TV show and Leanne was up here, um, she'd never had Dungeness crab. Oh my and, goodness. And at the end of the day, when she was going back to her hotel, I noticed she was going through the kitchen. She kind of had a to-go bag with her and she was taking a lot of crab with her. Okay. Yeah. God love her. I mean, yeah, you know. And then she'd send me pictures of the setup she would make in her hotel room. Um, she used the toilet paper roll as a vase and a <laughs> and a bath towel as as a tablecloth. It was pretty funny. Oh. So anyway, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna be doing uh Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We're I'm gonna be doing at least an hour every day uh live stream from the Portland Golf Show, and that will be available on um uh Let's see, Facebook and Twitter, and I can't remember where else. Oh, and what the one of the affiliates, my Portland affiliate, KPAM, is going to pick it up and they're going to stream it out on their website as we're doing that. So that's nice. that's pretty cool. Something we, yeah. I've done a lot of that in other venues, especially around food, but never at the golf show. So right, right. It'll be it'll be fun. Um, you know when. You, it's amazing because when people, people who haven't been to a golf show, uh, and I will say no segue uh, intended, but right next door in the same building, they just open the doors between the two halls is a seafood and wine show. Okay, and, the two, sure. and, and the two promoters have worked together. So if you buy a ticket to one, you get to go through the side and they're big doors. You get to go into the other one, but people say, well, why would I want to go to a golf show? Um, Obviously, people listening to this show would know why, but I'm talking about civilians that aren't in there. But you find all kinds of stuff there, and it's not always about just balls yeah. and clubs, you know? Yeah, you know, the, the 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 promoters of these shows, you know, and it really is kind of during the, de the decline in the popularity of golf. I mean, let's face it, uh, you know, for 20 years, golf was on decline until, golf, uh, until COVID came around. And so... You know these shows needed to fill some booth space, and and so you know you got some uh, you know more creative things. Uh, you know whether it's uh, resorts or you know whether it's uh, you know the local zoo promoting you know the fact that you can uh, have an eagle you know in your hand that kind right, of thing. Right, right. But yeah, there's entertainment and you know and information and good you know it, it's it's good to share that and uh, you know it's interesting. You know the the merchandise show started sharing the show with pickleball, and uh, you know it's 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 in the very back of the show, and and but it's grown and grown, uh, but it's it's uh, it's part of the PGA merchandise show, and and I you know I think uh, that's a great marriage. Um, you know it's uh, you know it it's a it, it you know it's a little less. Um, you know, hard on the on the bones and the joints, and then then uh, you know, than tennis, and you know, you can stand in one place and hit a you know a, a, a you know rubber ball back and forth across a net. You know, so demographically, I think they've got this. You know, they share a lot of the same demographic, and but yeah, so you know, you do what you have to do, but it's still highly entertaining. Are you telling me that as we get older, <laughs> like the both of us? Um, you don't want to run as much and chase a tennis ball like we used to. Holy cow. Yeah. You know, it is, uh, it's, it's not something I've done. So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not speaking from experience, but I think I might be able to stand there and swing a pickleball racket, but 
but no, uh, the tennis part of it doesn't appeal to me anymore. Sorry. Yeah, they don't have. I mean, they're kind of in like an eight foot circumference circle there. Yeah. Is, that's yeah, their watch, that's their playing area, you know. You, know, you watch each, it on TV, and uh, when they're playing doubles, it's literally they're just they're they're not moving; they're just hitting it back and forth. It's <laughs> crazy. So, like, I'm gonna uh, have to try that someday. I used to love to play yeah. tennis, but uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure oh. the hinges will not let me do that anymore right. at, at any level of uh, yeah. competence. You know, right. I probably just end up face down on the court with a tennis racket stuck out my rear end or something. Who knows? You know, it's like, Oh, there's a, there's a, there's an image. <laughs> it's not going away. John. <laughs> I always, I always told him, sorry, folks, got to throw this in there. I was told him bury me face down with my butt sticking out. So people oh, have man. a place to park their bicycles. Oh, kids. You, okay. That's uh okay. I'm not, no comment. I got that. <laughs> <laughs> so um real quick we got about uh maybe a minute left if that um can you shed a little light on uh what you got up your sleeve you've always got something up your sleeve for birdie ball yeah well uh you know we really are uh promoting and perfecting our outdoor product and you you are able to kind of sample some of that and you've got that uh, out on your on your uh, patio and uh you know you you've kind of inspired me a little bit which is to to do semi permanent or permanent slash installations that are again more on the moderate side we'll say yeah. uh you know yeah you know in, instead of you know, a, a 1500 square foot putting green that takes up the entire backyard. How about just dedicate, uh, you know, a seven and a half by 18 foot, you know, little rectangle and, and, uh, tuck it in neatly with it, you know, a nice brick, uh, exterior and, uh, you know, maybe put in some undulations and, yeah, you, know, you got a nice little place to, you know, grill and putt and talk and, you know, and uh, yeah, and the kids can run around on it, and but but you know, not not just so ostentatious and, and affordable, right? So, right. You know, you put that putting green in, and uh, you know, let's just say that the you know our part of it is uh, you know fifteen hundred bucks. You know, you put the blood, sweat, and tears in, and uh, but it looks great, you know, and I I, I see it and go okay. You know, maybe we don't have to be 100% portable. Maybe there's a market for, you know, the semi-permanent installation that's, you know, on a budget, you know, but looks nice and appeals, uh, you know, to uh, the aesthetics of your backyard. Um, and, you know, if you can do that in the, let's, you know, let's say you paid for it to get done, maybe you've got a $2,500 in, you know, investment. You know, that's a that's a far cry from $25,000. Right. That's on the low end you know, of, a, right. of, you know, a nice big foot. So, you know, I'm going to pick your brain some more about how you did it and how you drained it. And, you know, there's some things, I mean, you, you got to think about and, you know, right. like that, and then the instructions for how to do it. And, you know, so we'll be building some of those on our, you know, out here, uh, you know, in our meadow and trying to perfect that. And, 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 you know, it'll be a minute because we'll have to watch how nature treats it. It, because you know wind and water and you know all those sorts of things but in terms of you know the fabric uh you know the 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 uh material from which it's made you know we've got a lot of work in terms of making sure that's 
you be uh, compatible and that you'll get a long life out of it if you put it in right. But, you know, that's just one of the many things. And, and uh, again, um, working hard on, uh, on, you know, how to, how to get Birdie Park off the ground. And, uh, and so those are the things that are sort of in our future right now. Absolutely. Um, John, thank you as always, my friend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can go to birdieball.com and you can see all their products and uh, you can go to our vault and listen to John's been on the show quite a number of times over the years. Always a great conversation with him. And like I said, go to birdieball.com and uh, John Breaker's the uh, head honcho there. So uh, head honcho, hoping uh, that uh, I'm not back for much longer. And and the kids are, I've got three kids working here and I say kids, you know, they're, they're, you have 40 and mid 30s so they're not kids but they are embracing uh you know growing the business into the future and i'm excited for them there you go uh we're going to be back next week from the portland golf show and uh further on down the road uh gosh we've got some uh, uh gary christensen is coming up in a couple of weeks talking about travel we got sarah camp from the lpga and also uh if you didn't get all of sandra gall's interview with me that's been posted this week what a what a great story she has and so we've had some good stuff and more coming um for john breaker i'm jt and we're gonna get out of here remember uh, go out play some golf and be kind take care everybody grilling at the green is produced by jtsd productions llc in association with salem media group all rights reserved